Hey there, and welcome back to Leader Talks with the MYC. My name is Matt Taylor. I'm the host of this podcast where we believe leadership is a universal language, and our goal is to help you grow in your area of leadership, whether you're in full-time ministry or in corporate America. It doesn't matter where you call work home. We just want to help you be the best that you can be, be incredibly successful, and step into all that you are created to be. And so we're going to continue the conversation today on maintenance required. I don't know if you're like me, uh, but every couple thousand miles or so in my car, I'll be driving and I'll notice these flashy little words pop up uh, and they'll say maintenance required. I don't know how I feel about them. Uh, It's not my favorite thing to see because every time I see them, I know it's time for, drum roll please, an oil change. And so it's time that I have to take out of my schedule to go get the truck or uh, Christy's car lined up and get the oil change. And they're going to tell me that it needs new brake pads and that I need to get you know, blinker fluid, because apparently that's a thing. And, you know, all the fun things uh, that you get when you get an inspection or an updated look at your car. And so the the thought, though, for today is uh, that the phrase maintenance required, when your car yells at you, at least it feels like that to me, then when it yells maintenance required, is it trying to be rude to you? Is your car just out to get you out to let you know that I want to just completely disrupt your day? No, it's just a simple reminder that it's a checkpoint and we have things that we need to look at. And so uh, just as vehicles have checkpoints, you and I, we have them too. The checkpoints are significant because they help you notice a few things. How are the filters? How are the brake pads? What does the oil look like? Are things getting clogged? Do you need new wiper fluid? You know, it's the natural course of things for us to have to check and change things as required. Such is in our life. And the reason is very clear. If we don't, We lock up the engine and it shuts down. A well-oiled machine is one that's had its oil changed and it's changed often. And so the car, just as it's not fussing, it's you. We need to be able to look at those maintenance required lights that pop up in our life that let us know it's time for a check. It's time to readjust some things. It's time to, to work on some areas of our life. And so... My goal today is for us to kind of look through not only what it looks like in our life, but also for what it can look like in our teams, in the ministries that we lead, in the jobs that we work, and and that these little lights and notifications that pop up, they aren't just to be an inconvenience, but it's a subtle reminder that, hey, it might be time to check something out. And so, you know, I was looking and watching a video from Kellogg School of Management, and it's cool because I came across an illustration on the pulling of a rope, and the, the idea was, you know, if we just measured how how much power can a person pull on on a rope? Like how much force can one person get when they when they pull on a rope? And so they discovered on average one person had about 145 pounds of force when they pulled, like just yanking on it, pulling it, and it was an incredible amount of force. And so what happens if we add three people? And so if you add three people, what they found out on average, it was 360 pounds of force, averaging about 120 pounds a person. So instead of 435 pounds, we're down to 360, and we as a team are operating at 83% instead of what would be our normal. 100%. So they said, you know what, let's take a look at eight people. What happens if we have eight people on the team? So that eight people pulled about, on average, 560 pounds of force instead of 1,160. So the average individual was pulling 70 pounds instead of the 145 pounds of force. So 
it was the team as a whole was operating at 48% of what they could. The bigger the team, the number decreases. The bigger the team, the more people on the team, it's a natural cycle of there's less that I have to do because we're doing more together. And although I do agree that when you balance the load among the team, it should be easier for you, but it doesn't give us a reason to stop pulling as hard. And so as I was thinking about it and just kind of preparing for this podcast, it kind of went through a cycle of a leader. So just as our cars and just as the vehicles that we drive, there's a cycle, there's a maintenance cycle, there's a checklist of things that we do and checklist of things that we need. And the brake pads need to be replaced because if you don't, then your car won't be able to stop or you need to change the oil because the engine will lock up. And if you don't have wiper, you know, wiper fluid, it's going to be difficult to clean the windows from all those crazy bugs that hit your windshield. And so when we look at, at the cycle and we kind of look at, at what's happening, we can, we can determine what the next steps are going to be. When I know maintenance required pops up on my car, it's time for me to get an oil change. It's a, it's not that my car is yelling at me. It's not that my car is trying to be rude to me. It's not fussing at me. It's just saying, Hey, here's a sign. It's time for some change. And so here are some, some checkpoints for us as leaders that we need to look at and be mindful of, because if we miss the warning, it can be devastating. If we miss the warning, it can be devastating. So our first checkpoint, and typically at the beginning of the cycle, when things are new and they're fresh, there's a lot of excitement and a lot of momentum. Things are going great. We really need to be apart. There's energy in the room. You have tend to have a lot of unity because, man, it's this fresh new idea, and we're ready to go, 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 do, 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 do. And because we do that, we enter into this next cycle where we are working incredibly hard, right? We're, we're saying things like, I'm so glad that we get to do this. Man, I'm willing to do whatever it takes. I'm I'm excited. I'm willing to give it my all because we've got to see this thing get done. So we have a lot of excitement and it leads into a lot of momentum and it's leading into us working really, really, really hard. And just like a car, you don't just keep it on the gas and you keep going because you'll burn out. You throttle it back. There comes a time where we need to rest. Now here's where the maintenance required light comes on right? So we can fall into one of three categories. We can either be resting, we can either be slacking, or we can be letting laziness creep in. So if we're resting, we're saying things like, we've been working really hard, but I need a break. We all need a break. It's not a weakness to need a break. We all work hard. We need to rest. We need to recharge so we can get back to working hard and accomplishing those dreams and those visions and those purposes and, and trying to be successful, right? We have to work hard to get there. It's not just going to happen. We work hard because we love it. There's excitement. There's an energy. But we also need to recognize that we do need to rest, but the problem is if we get so comfortable with resting that we just kind of just kind of throttle back and we just hang out there it can it can shift to slacking and we begin to say things like oh it's okay if i sit this one out there's plenty of help man it's going to be all right look they've got plenty of people there i just i don't need to be a part of this i'm i'm still taking some time off i'm still i'm still resting they they don't need me i'm good and uh, and then if we hang out there for too long, it can kind of shift gears into laziness. And that's I've already done my part. I don't I don't need to do anything else. Like I've done mine. I've done my time. I'm I'm out. I'm good. This is for me. The problem though 
is if we shift gears from resting and, and go to slacking and laziness, that, that starts a downward trend, right? We're not taking care of the maintenance things that we need to to get back into it, to continue to, to go from resting to having excitement and building momentum, working hard, getting back to rest, going into excitement, building momentum, and working hard. Instead, slacking, laziness, shift gears to where we're now losing momentum and we're being self-focused. So we go from, okay, I'm going to sit this one out. Oh, I've already done my part. And then we start saying things like, well, you know, that's not really my area, right? Like, yeah, I know the room needs to be cleaned and Sunday's coming, but like, that's your job. That's, that's not mine. You know, that's, that's your responsibility. That's not my area. And, you know, if I'm honest with you, I'm just kind of focusing on me and my ministry right now. And so what happens is, is instead of being a team player, we start breaking away from the team and forming our own silo that we, we only care about the things that we're responsible for. We don't care how our ministry or our job ties into the bigger picture with everything together. The focus is just, oh, I'm just going to work here. You know, I'm just going to focus on here. So the momentum for the whole organization, the whole church moving forward shifts to just what I'm doing moves forward. I'm not as excited about the group as I am excited about me. And I'm going to work hard, but just just in my area. And so in this phase, if we're losing momentum, we begin to just have a lot of self-focus. That's when insecurities are going to creep in. They're going to just, you know, we're going to be so focused on what we're doing. And anybody that challenges that is a direct threat to us. And so if we hang out in this area too long, then we kind of shift down to another level of entitlement and apathy. So we go from excitement and momentum and we're working really hard. And if we're not careful, then we begin to start to slack and become lazy. Then we lose momentum and we start focusing on ourselves. We're becoming insecure. And then all of a sudden, we get to this place where we have entitlement and apathy. And we're saying things like, if you want me to help you, why haven't you already been helping me? Or someone else will do it. And that's just how it is. You know, when things go wrong, that's just how it's going to be. Uh, I'm sorry. You know, wish we could have done something. And so it's 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 like this. When you first launch live stream, right? And, and just imagine with me for a church service. You want everything to go well because you want it to be a good representation of the service. And if your church is anything like our church, the biggest area where we have some frustrations is just with the live stream because technology is technology and it does what it wants to do. Now, a hardworking, dedicated, excited team will do whatever it takes to make sure that it's working. You know, hey, oh goodness, this sounds a little off. Let's go ahead and fix it. Oh, hey, you know what? The transitions weren't right. We're going to work on this. What's the software? Do we need to do an update? Are we doing everything to the best of our ability? Do we have the right slides? Do we have the right cues? Are we getting everything in place? You know, if, if we don't keep things maintained and we don't stay rested and excited and working hard that devolves into a place of ah just what it was today uh you know the worship team didn't tell me that they changed the song and so and now i just don't have the right lyrics for the screen and that's just going to be what's going to be i'm not going to worry about it because it's just you know they, they need to get over it uh you know i just ah uh, that sounds just rough but i just you know, they need to fix that on the board up front. I can't do that from the back here. You know, it, it'd just be so easy to just devolve and degrade and just not, that's just how it is. 
you know, uh, kids' church was not as fun and as amazing as it was two weeks ago, and it's just going to be what it is. You know, kids aren't coming, and they're just not coming, and not not buying into the idea that I'm having to work hard. I'm replacing working hard with excuses and reasons as to why things shouldn't be. And then at its worst point, it comes to a destruction of the teams and a complete loss of momentum. No one does anything for me, so why should I care what happens to them? No one cares about my ministry. No one cares about what I'm doing. No one cares about what's happening in my part of the world. And because you don't care about me, I don't care about you. So that is not a place where any church, any team, any organization, any business wants to be. They want to be at a place where everything's firing on all cylinders, everything's fun, everything's exciting, everything's good. We have a lot of energy. We have a lot of momentum. We never want to be in a place where it's just it's just imploded on ourselves. And in those places don't happen overnight. It's the cycle. It's it's missing the signs that say, hey, maintenance is required. Hey, focus in. Hey. So like if you catch yourself saying things up, that's not my job. That's your job. Well, we gotta we gotta step back and we have to check our heart and remember that this is beyond just me. This is not about just my job in the areas that I'm responsible for. I want the team to win. This ex- this this whole experience, this whole level of success happens outside of just me and just what I do. It's it's the team working together. And if we're not careful and we miss the warning signs, we we lose momentum and we stop working hard and we get lazy and we become self-focused and then we get entitled and we're apathetic. And at the end of the day, teams are destroyed in a complete loss of momentum. What was set to be incredibly well and incredibly good has since deteriorated into nothing. And so how do we get back on track? Right? Maybe you're at a spot in your life or you're part of a ministry or you're part of a business that you can tell is not in a healthy place. They, they have missed the oil changes. They have not had their wiper fluid change. You know, they haven't had their turn signal fluid change, right? Because you can find that in stores. They, they, haven't, they haven't had the maintenance done. Just because you were at a spot where teams have been destroyed and there's a complete loss of momentum, it doesn't mean it's over. It just means we need to refocus. And so how do we get back on track? How do we get back to energy? How do we get back to momentum? How do we get back to excitement? You have to focus on your why and not on the what. You focus on your why and not on the what. It's not about you. It's about who. Who are we serving? I am, I am fully convinced that leadership is servantship. It is I as a leader. The further I go in leadership, the more responsible I am to serve the people that I've been tasked to lead. I have to steward them well. I have to serve them well. I have to honor them well. And so in, in my areas of ministry, in my parts of the team, it's not about what people can do for me. It's about what can I do for people. And it's not about what they do. It's about why they do it. You know, one of uh, one of my favorite conversations goes back into youth ministry and the stacking and the unstacking of the chairs. It can be a, such a mundane and such a boring task if you just focus on the what. But the reason why you put chairs out is because you're expecting students to come. Why are students coming? Because you want them to hear a message. Why that message? Because that message is the hope of Jesus to change their life, to change their world, to change their family, to change their whole dynamic. So that happens because we do a what? We put a chair out. We invite them to church. We are doing things. We're working hard because of the why. Remember 
the why. And it's not about you. It's not about your ministry. It's not about what can be done for you. It's about who you can serve, who you can lead, who you can love, right? So you start focusing on the why and you start beginning to, to build the momentum and the excitement again, right? Because now you, you remember and you're focusing on, on the main thing. You're keeping the main thing, the main thing. And once you get into that excitement and once you get into that momentum, then there's this natural draw and this natural desire to work hard, to push, to grind, to see it out. And then comes those moments of rest. And that is the pivotal moment when it comes time to throttle back for just a little bit that we don't get so comfortable with resting that we miss the opportunity to keep excitement going, to keep working hard, to see those visions, those passions, those dreams come to pass because we get comfortable. Don't stay comfortable. Let the maintenance required light remind you, hey, I got to get back on track. Those, those comments that you make, if it's taking away from the overall team winning, it's coming back into a, a self-focused and a, and a self-minded mindset. We have to shift gears. Focus on your why, not your what. It's not about you. It's about who you can serve. And so I just, I know in my life, that maintenance required light is not my favorite. It uh, It's just another time where I have to interrupt my day. But if I don't, and I keep pushing it off, I'm going to have much more of an inconvenience than just a few minutes of working on it. And so I guess the point of today's podcast is this. Take time to invest in yourself. Remind yourself why are you doing what you're doing. Don't get so focused on what that you forget the why. Don't get comfortable with your rest that you just throttle back because excitement and momentum generates winning teams and everybody wants to be on a winning team. And if your team is growing and your team is winning, it's so tempting to say, you know what? I'll let them do everything. And I'm all about empowerment. I'm all about delegating. I'm all about helping people accomplish their goal. Remember, it's not you, it's it's who. But at the end of the day, you need to be the one leading the charge and you need to lead the charge with the other leaders in your circle and in your context, in your ministries, and then you will see success happen. Don't miss the maintenance required light. Let the Lord continue to work in your life and watch what he does through you. We truly believe that leadership is a universal language and we want you to hold on to that and be the best leader that you can be because if you being a good leader can help other people step into their purpose and their promise too. And hey, my name is Matt. We've already said that, but I would love to stay connected with you. I'd love to keep a conversation going and you can find me on Facebook or Instagram at Matt to the Taylor. Again, that's at Matt to the Taylor. You can connect with us online at the myc.com. Oh, I'm sorry, themyc.org. I don't know what is happening right now. Themyc.org. We'd love for you to take a look back and listen to some previous podcasts. We know they'll add value to your life, and we're excited that your best days are still ahead. Until next time, we'll see you then.